0: Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast, conversations for transformation. Hello, everybody. Rick Thomas here. Thank you so much for joining me. I am in a current series about the cyber effect, how social media, the internet impacts our lives. And I I want to share with you the chapters in my free book in our store. It's called The Cyber Effect. And I am addressing eight specific effects in our lives, what technology can do to us. And in this chapter, too, I am talking about the identity effect. And I want to speak specifically of how identity formation happens in children's lives, specifically of how their identity is being formed by technology, by social media, by the culture or what I call the cultural evangelist. Having their identity shaped by other people outside of the most important people in their lives, which is their parents and also of course the local church, it can be quite dangerous And it is important for us parents to know that their identity will be shaped. And so the question is, who or what do we want to shape the identity of our children? In the previous chapter, number one, I talked about real-world effects. And in that, I was saying that if you're talking with someone and their phone rings or buzzes, and they respond to it and begin ignoring you. Uh, that's what I call the second fiddle phenomenon. Because as soon as someone takes their phone and begins talking on their phone in front of you when they were previously talking to you, you at that moment, you become the uh, you become the second fiddle. Well, becoming a second fiddle can happen in a child's life, not just through technology, the parents being preoccupied, by technology, but the parents being preoccupied in any other way. You see, a young teen transitioning from a kid to adult, he is different in every way. It's a frightful time for many of these children. Their bodies are changing. They're starting to sound differently. You all have been there. But their desires and their habits are changing too. They look different and they are insecure as they begin to wonder who they are. They need mature, Christocentric, bibliocentric parents and other adults in their lives, helping them to cross that great divide from childhood to adulthood because their identity is being shaped and we cannot farm that out to other means in the context of what I'm sharing with you here to social media. The transitioning child significantly depends on others at this crucial age regarding identity formation. He measures those around him to see if they approve. Or disapprove of him? Do you like me? Do you dislike me? The opinions of other people have a transforming impact on how he thinks about himself. And the family is his most potent shaping influence in in helping him to think biblically about himself. For example, if a father is angry, as a pattern, not talking about episodic anger because we all have been there, or if the father is distant, as a pattern, well, it will adversely impact the child's view of himself. You see, the angry father, as a pattern, it makes a value statement about the child. I don't like you. That's what sinful anger does. But then a passive dad, he will form the identity of that child as well because he's making a value statement too. If his passivity is a pattern in his life from his children, then he is saying, you're not worthy of my attention. But then again, an unstable marriage will also create an identity effect as it fosters insecurity in the children as they try to cope with their parents' dysfunction. God created these children in His image, and it comes with a baked-in-the-cake desire for communal connection and acceptance. That's why a dad with a pattern of anger or parents with passivity as a pattern or an unstable marriage, these kids are trying to connect to them, but they cannot connect to dysfunction. The Trinity is our divine, eternal community— and we are like them. We are made in the image of God. And teenagers want to benefit from the Imago day. They want community. It is baked into the cake. They look for community. But if our sin patterns, or if our dysfunction, if it repels or repulses, repulses them, then they will look for acceptance through other means. You see, these kids are only asking one question. Will you accept me?" And if that answer is no, then that child's identity will form around a presuppositional filter of rejection. He will look at his dad, and all he can ever see is rejection. He will look at his mom, and all he will ever see is rejection. And if he is not benefiting from an accepting, loving community within his familial structure, guess what? Here it comes. Social media platforms. They become the instant reflex for his unmet, and I say legitimate, desires because, again, it's baked into the cake. We are made in the image of God, and there is something within us that drives us to want to have community. Ironically, central to all of these platforms that he is on is the like button, He wants people to like him and that like button is sitting there there to be liked. The obvious point for the craving soul is that you can calculate other people's opinions of you by the number of likes that you receive. Some will argue that they only check to see if the post or the pic is popular. Don't dismiss the subtleties of our evil hearts. This problem is what makes the selfie so tempting and dangerous for the insecure soul. They are looking for someone to like them, and if they do, their identity will form around that new community. The primary point of the selfie is what it says about the person in the picture, the selfie taker. Once they upload it, the selfie taker checks and rechecks and checks again to see who liked the picture or the state the issue more accurately who liked them the question is not primarily about liking the image but it's will you like me this is what the kid has been asking all of his life will you like me a dad with a pattern of anger in his life has already made that value statement a parent with passivity in their lives have already made that pa- 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 have already made that value statement about the child And so now he is on his social media platform, plastering his selfies all over the place. The selfie is the vanity mirror in the bathroom moved to the public square, covertly asking for your opinion of me, which you provide by your likes and your comments. It's a warning to every parent, every teacher, every mentor, or any other authority figure who influences a teen's life. Do not assume the Internet is innocuous or that your child is naive. Neither of those things are true. The Internet is a net that captures souls. The Adamic Adamic tendencies of shame, guilt, and fear are active in every soul, including the struggling teen who is looking for someone to accept him. Suppose the teenager is part of a loving, encouraging, admonishing, and repenting family that trains him up biblically. Well, this temptation will be minimal to go out into uh, social media platforms where the cultural evangelist is waiting because he does not need other people or places to shape his identity. But it will be different for the child in the dysfunctional home whose primary shaping influences are electronic devices and social media. This is cyber effect number two, the identity effect. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Why is the transitional period between childhood and adulthood so crucial? I'm sure you can answer that question. What happens to children physically and spiritually during this time? They become super needy, especially around this idea of identity formation. Number two, as these kids transition, why must parents be there for them, helping them cross the great divide from child to adulthood? Number three, how would a dysfunctional marriage or home motivate a child to find perceived safety in other places, and why is the net a likely candidate for refuge? Number four, if your home has not been a a haven of shalom and stability, what one change will you make to be a harbinger of peace and security? And then finally, number five, perhaps it would be wise to go to your child and discuss identity formation. I would appeal to you to do that if you sense that this is the thing that you need to do. This is cyber effect number two, the identity effect. Thanks for joining us. Learn more and get access to other resources at lifeovercoffee.com.